0: Welcome to Beyond the Bridge with psychic medium and animal communicator Samantha Jones. We are glad you are here and hope you enjoy the next hour where Samantha and her guest will help connect you to the magic of the universe as well as to your loved ones and pets both here and beyond the bridge. And now, Samantha Jones.
1: Hello, friends, and welcome to this week's episode of Beyond the Bridge. I am your host, Samantha Jones. Thank you all for being here today. Each one of you is so important and special to me, and I appreciate you being here. On last week's show, I answered a variety of questions about the magic of the universe. I hope that you all enjoyed that episode. A lot of you had sent in questions for that show in particular that I didn't get to because it was there were so many questions. So I took the animal ones, and I actually turned them into an episode of the podcast that I have with my husband called Spiritual Philosophy Chatter with the Joneses. So if your questions weren't answered on this show last week, make sure to check out the podcast. It's episode 190, and it's called All About Pets, and it answers all of the questions that you guys submitted about pets. Speaking of spiritual philosophy chatter with the Joneses, my guest today is none other than my co-host of that show and my husband, Danny Jones. Uh, so welcome to the show.
2: Thank you, my love. Yes, appreciate that. Yes, for having me. I'm I'm excited.
1: Me too. It feels so weird because we do the podcast, you know, every week Mm -hmm. in the same kind of way that we're sitting in here now. But when I do the radio show, I'm sitting where you are right now, facing Mm -hmm. the desk. So this feels so weird. I feel like this isn't. Wait, which what are what are we doing? (laughs) What are we doing? Is this What's that? Two
2: readings and the questions. No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, but but I'm excited to have you here. Me so- too. When I first decided to do this radio show, and I was thinking about who to have on as a guest, it just kind of seemed like a no-brainer to have you on for a plethora of reasons. <laughs> but first, being that we're on this crazy journey together, mm-hmm. and you came, you chose to come along on this journey, and yep. it has changed our lives drastically.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and I know a lot of spiritual people that don't have the kind of support that they ha- that I have from my spouse. So yep. that was definitely something that I wanted to. Talk about in this episode, because cool. um, I'm beyond blessed to have a husband that allows me to be a psych- the psychic I'm supposed to be. Um, and you also have your own magical story of how the universe has transformed your life and your career and all of that.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: But let's... Go back to the beginning. You know, at first I need to say that we're not gonna be taking callers for this show and that's because we're pre recording because the day that the show comes out is actually our sixth wedding anniversary. Yay. So this way it opens up our day that we can do whatever we want Absolutely. with it. So um yeah. So I'll
2: just say happy anniversary now. Yeah. Since this will be aired on your our anniversary.
1: Thank you, babe. Happy <laughs> anniversary. So let's talk about how we met and and everything that brought us together, because I think that that starts off this kind of magical thing that happened. Yeah. Um, Do you want to
3: start this? Sure, yeah. Okay.
2: Um, Well, I guess this would go back to about 1992. Four. For you, four, yeah. Um, But I think the connection I had known longer.
1: Oh, really? Okay.
2: Meaning your ex-husband. Okay. Uh, was playing music uh, in a band called Contradiction that was a pretty well-known local Simi Valley, um, California band. Um, And I was working part-time at Subway, uh, just making money and trying to get by. I worked with somebody that Samantha knew there um, who ended up being her boyfriend at some point. Um, And that's kind of how I met her. We didn't really talk much. I mean, we were introduced to one another. Uh, I think we did a couple functions, like a concert together. You were too young to get into most of the places that we played. yeah. Um, So you didn't get to see us a lot live. I don't know if you ever did.
1: I did. Yeah.
2: Um, So, yeah, that was kind of how that went. Um, Her boyfriend at the time was really into the band I was in. And so he would come to a lot of the shows, whether she could go or not. Um, and like I said, as I had a, uh, girlfriend at the time who I ended up marrying and have a child with, uh, had a child with, uh, I was dating her at the time. And I think we did a couple events together, like yeah. a concert, like we I said, double dates, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, um, we did, yeah. Samantha came off as very shy, um, introverted, more reserved. Um, but nice, very, she was very nice, just very shy. So I didn't really get a sense of at all who you were yeah at that time and then fast forward to whatever was 1995 did you guys
1: move we moved in 95
2: yeah well it was about the time that the band split up or you know changed directions um and so you guys moved to vegas Mm -hmm. for 15 years yeah and i continued on uh kind of doing what i was doing i ended up getting in another band called Flush um, that I helped form with some other local players and one member of uh, Contradiction. And so that went on for several years, a few years, uh, which was fun. And you guys were kind of, I think we did one trip early on when you guys moved there and visited. Mm -hmm. Um, We stayed at like some hotel, but we hung out with you guys for a day. And again, I didn't really, I didn't get a sense of, You know, because it was like Eric was kind of the person that I knew. Right. And you were the girlfriend of the person I knew. Right. Yeah. uh, But so, yeah, that was it. Didn't see them again for, you know.
1: Yeah. What's.
2: Many, many moons.
1: What's funny about this story is that, you know, when you look back and, you know, we met all those years ago. Excuse me. There was never a thought in my mind that one day we would be married, like this thing from my mind oh yeah you know it wasn't like I even thought oh it could happen no it won't nothing like especially that especially
2: because I didn't really get a sense of I, like I didn't talk to you didn't really yeah. know who you were yeah. so
1: but on my first date with my ex-husband he introduced me to Contradiction, to your band. Mm-hmm. That he played that the very first night. So I was introduced to you without even meeting me. Yeah, <laughs> and it was funny because um, he really, really liked you. And so I would hear all the time about Danny Jones and Danny Jones, Danny Jones yeah. and Contradiction. And and so it was just funny how it kind of works out like that. But yeah, yeah, never a thought in my mind, you know. And and you and your ex-wife, you guys, you were Danny and Angela. Like and and I was a Samantha and Eric I and that think was
2: it yeah shocked a lot of people that no you can't right. you can't divorce, <laughs> yeah. um, but you know what you see on the outside isn't always what is going on you know at home for real yes um so fast forward 15 years later and I'm going through a divorce and Samantha is also going through a separation and a divorce actually you went through it a little bit I earlier was divorced, than, but yeah uh, at point. than me maybe about a year or so before me.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, and your grandmother got ill, and you had to come back to California to help care for her. Yes. And we reconnected on social media. And it was funny because I said, this is Danny Jones, and you're like, contradiction? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, all right. Never going to live it down.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was, that was interesting. So,
2: um, and I believe that was, what, April 19th? was it? Yeah, the 16th or 19th. The
1: 19th. Yeah, 2013. Of 2013
2: mm-hmm. was our first date.
1: And April is a huge always a huge month for me because it's the month that my mother passed away mm-hmm. and so she always tries to make it special for me. Yeah. So it wasn't a surprise to me, that I would meet somebody, you know, yes. the, in April. But even funnier is that one of her favorite shows was Sex and the City, and her favorite character was Samantha Jones. Yeah. And when we first started <laughs> dating, I even joked with my friend Hannah about how if we did get married one day, I would be Samantha Jones. And never, you know, again, another one. you're not going to get married. We just started dating. And her
2: twin sister's remarried name is Joan.
1: Yes, exactly. So, yeah, it's funny. But, yeah, so so yeah we we started dating and you know we at that time i did not know that i was a psychic uh i didn't know any of that wasn't spiritual danny wasn't either none of that was a part of our lives Uh, i was an animal communicator but when i moved back to california from las vegas i just really let that go i didn't even really want to do it anymore and so i didn't tell you until a few years into the relationship that i am an animal communicator and, you know, still, I wasn't using it, though. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, it was about 2017 when things really started changing for us. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we lived together. We moved in together pretty early on in our relationship. But we decided uh, to get married. It, you asked me to marry you on at our Halloween party. Halloween, yeah. Mm-hmm. In two thousand sixteen. Yeah. And so we got married um, January eleventh, obviously. Two thousand uh, seventeen. Yes, which also happened to be a few days after my grandmother passed away. Mm-hmm. She passed away on the first of the year, and I'm telling you, it was like instantly things started changing for us. Mm-hmm. Um, my, you know, my mom had been gone a long time, and I think that you saw that a lot of the things that my mom did around even before, like, we started becoming spiritual and stuff.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, like, again, I wasn't on this path at all. I wasn't um, really even particular. Well, I won't say I wasn't really doing art. I was doing art for the company that I worked for, mm-hmm. um, which was great. I loved it. I was always... Had been always musical... F- for umpteen years but the art wasn't such a focus what happened the first inclination for me strangely enough was at work um and i was coming up to relieve somebody on the register and you have to like type in you know your password or whatever so they sign off as i'm walking up and as they're like finishing the last customer's order they kind of chuckled to themselves and says oh that's funny and I was just like, what? And she's like, you've ever had that happen where like the customer, two customers before was their total was the next customer's change. And she was pointing out synchronicity, mm-hmm. synchronicities to me in numbers. And I never paid attention to that. Mm-hmm. I never noticed it. All of a sudden that changed. Where I was seeing those types of numbers in the register, but I wasn't yet quite seeing the angel numbers that would come then when the spiritual awakening actually (laughs) happened.
1: Yeah. I had already really started seeing the signs after my mom passed away. They started almost immediately. And when we started dating we were both freshly out of our marriages. We had only dated a few other people. It was very fresh and I really wasn't sure if I was ready to be in a relationship yet and I don't think you knew either. Yeah. But the synchronicities that were happening to show me that this was the way I was supposed to go were just wild. So um, Danny has a daughter from his first marriage and her name is Marina. Mm -hmm. And that is not a common name. You don't hear it very often. And I was doing tours at Disneyland at the time and I was kind of struggling with it in my mind. I remember that day of where's this going? You know, what What are we doing? And mm. I kept seeing this one girl with a button, a happy birthday button, all throughout the day at Disneyland with the name Marina on it. Hmm. And there was something else that happened that day, too, with somebody else named Marina. And I was like, this is just too weird for yeah. me but it was the universe giving me those signs that this is the way you're supposed to go, even if it feels like it's completely crazy right now. Yeah. You know, th- these things have to align the way that they're supposed to. The universe puts things in front of you when it's supposed to, even if it might not seem like it's the most convenient yeah. time. I wasn't
2: aware of the signs, those signs yet. I wasn't looking for them. Yeah. Or th- they just didn't jump out to me at that time. I know that we both... Because we were newly divorced, it was like, ah, oh, really? We're going to yeah, are, already? Yeah. We're going to do this again? And so there's <laughs> that natural fear of getting hurt or, you know, yeah. abandoned or whatever your issues are. I didn't really have signs per se that I was noticing, but I did notice that out of the handful of other people that I was dating or, or had dated, I did not feel comfortable introducing my daughter to anybody but you.
1: And that means a lot. And I held
2: back. There was a couple that really wanted to meet her. And I was like, yeah, how about no? (laughs) (laughs) You're a little gray. (laughs) Sorry. But, anyways, yeah. So that was like the kind of the biggest sign for me was something was telling me it's okay for Marina to meet this person. Yeah. It's good. And then I knew that, okay. Yeah. I could relax.
1: And it was an interesting twist in my story because I never planned to have kids. And I always knew that, you know, I I knew that the divorce was going to happen to Eric. I actually had psychics tell me that in the past. So I knew that. So there was always the thought of, well, maybe when that happens, I'll, I'll have one or change my mind. Or I'll meet somebody that has a child. And I kind of figured that was the way it was going to go. And it's interesting how that story has played out, too, because a lot of the things with her that she's been through in her life paralleled my life. Mm -hmm. And so I've learned so much from her. And having this experience and ability to have a stepdaughter without actually having a biological child of my own, it's definitely been, um, you know, it, it the experience I was supposed to have, and that, but that was one of the things at the beginning was, am I ready for this? Mm-hmm. Am I ready to take on the responsibility of a child? And that's a big responsibility, you know. It
2: is, yeah. And I came from having a stepmother, my father being remarried, so I experienced what that's like, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, a So the blending of families can be challenging. Yeah. You know, it can be really wonderful, but it can be challenging. I think she was about. Seven? She
1: just turned eight. Just
3: turned just eight. Just turned okay. eight,
1: yeah. Because we've been together 10 years and she's just about to turn 18. Yeah, that's right. Yep. So we are going to go ahead and take a break at right. this time and uh, do some commercials. But when we come back, we are going to talk about the spiritual awakening and how that transformed our lives and, you know, kind of brought you to your passion and where you're supposed to be and, and all of that. But before we go to break, why don't you tell the listeners where they can find your business?
2: Yeah, for my art, uh, djonesartcollection.com for the web. At D Jones, our collection for Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Um, I sell prints of all my work. Um, mainly, I do pop culture um, artwork of musicians, famous people throughout music history. So,
1: if you go to my page on Voice America. There's actually an ad for his uh, his art page at the top that you can click on. I'll take you right to his website.
2: Yes. Thank so, you for that.
1: Of course. Way. Absolutely. And if you'd like to find me, you can find me at com. You can set up an appointment there, find our podcast and, and all of those good things. So let's go ahead and take that break. So stay tuned, everyone. We'll be right back after this very, very short break.
0: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Do you ask yourself questions, like where did they go and what are they doing? Do you have guilt for things left unsaid or feel the need for answers about the loss you never received? Join Samantha Jones, psychic medium and animal communicator, every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel, where her and her guest will discuss all things beyond the bridge.
2: Connect with us, and we'll connect with you.
0: The Voice America Talk Radio Network is on LinkedIn. Get the first word about happenings with the network, where our next live event will be, and what's up with our hosts. Look up Voice America on LinkedIn. It's your
4: world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com.
0: Welcome back to Beyond the Bridge with Samantha Jones. Have a question for Samantha or her guests, or would you like a reading? Join us on the show at 888 346 9141. That's 888 346 9141. Now, back to the show with Samantha.
1: Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for joining us today. Today, my guest is my husband and co-host of Spiritual Philosophy Chatter with the Joneses, Danny Jones. Thank Thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you. It's exciting to have you.
2: It is exciting.
1: So we've been talking about how we met and and all of the good things that came with that. But now let's talk about where life changed, where everything (laughs) changed really, really fast. So you had mentioned that I moved back here from Las Vegas And I moved back here to take care of my grandmother. She had had a stroke and just needed some extra help. And I was her power of attorney. And it just worked out. Her estate paid me to take care of her um, for seven years. She died January 1st, 2017. So when she died, not only did I lose my grandmother, but I lost my job. Mm. That was, boom, straight out of the gate. I was able to collect unemployment for a few months, but that was a big hit right away. Yeah we went and got married um, a, a few days after that ten days after that we uh, went to Florida and got married at Disney World mm-hmm. which was one of those dream come trues for me yeah um so if you never think you know that you can't have what you dream of think again because yeah. I I made that happen you know yeah. it's it's just something I always wanted and
2: I think it was nice for both of us too because our first weddings were much more traditional yeah in terms of you know guests and wedding party and Attire. I mean, mine wasn't as attire because it was luau, but yeah. But big wedding party, yes. big guest list. This was just our immediate family, yeah. you know, or like your brother and His Marina and,
1: and yeah, Marina and her friend. Yeah. yeah
2: so yeah. that part was neat.
1: Yeah, it was nice. The whole thing was was really nice. It was a dream come true for me. We had my brother ordained, and he was the one that performed the ceremony. Yeah. So it was perfect. Mm-hmm. It was absolutely perfect. So. Um, Then we came back from our vacation and you went back to work. And a couple of months later, you um, had a a workers' comp case or whatever. Mm. And and I can't, it's been so long now, I forget how that all went down. But, anyways, you ended up losing your job. Yes. So we both were without a job. Mm -hmm. Um, I was doing pet sitting. I had started that years before my grandmother passed away because, of course, I knew this wasn't a job that was going to go on forever. So we did have you know, that income and stuff, but we got hit really, really hard that year. It was a really tough year for us, 2017, Uh, Mm -hmm. until the end of the year when I met this lady who I've talked about before. I talked about her on the first episode, Maureen, and she was the one that told me that these are the abilities that I have. And, you know, if I open them, blah, blah, blah. So, That during those conversations with her, she helped me to understand that these financial issues that we were having were not going to last forever. And she really, really helped to calm me down, which was nice. Uh, And then in April of 2018, actually was the very last day of March. That's when my abilities opened. Mm -hmm. That was the night that it all really started for us. After my grandmother passed, I really started feeling a much much stronger connection to the spirit world. Mm-hmm. I felt like she was around all the time, and like right after she passed, and I was I was there with her. I kept hearing this in my head: "It's just a shell. It's just a shell." And I realize now that that was my grandmother just telling me, you know, don't yeah. sit here and and stare at this because it's yeah. not a it's not such a big deal, you know. But I feel like my grandmother passing away was like okay okay, everybody, it's time to put their lives together. It's time to put them on the track that they're supposed to be on. And it was like my grandma went in there and just spearheaded (laughs) the whole thing. Yeah,
2: yeah, that was, um, you know, interesting time. I mean, coming from, you know, 2013, when you're back here, um, we're both newly divorced. Uh, I had just started playing with the singer from Flush after 12 years of not really seeing him or being in much contact with him, um, we started uh, a band called Gypsy Brown um, with some other guys that we knew. So that was something that was already kind of churning in my life and happening. Hmm. Then this introduction for Samantha to this Maureen that you're speaking about, I was so enthralled when she came home and told me about what this lady said to her said to you about your mother's here and she's saying that you can do this you can communicate directly with me just like you can with animals right and so when you came home i was just totally enthralled you know um i've never been uh i won't say a huge believer in something like this i wasn't necessarily a skeptic but i i have to be shown proof yeah Sure. In order for me to make up my own mind. Sure. So at this point, I'm like, okay, let's put this (laughs) to the test. (laughs) And um, so I busted out photo albums of my childhood, of people that have passed that Samantha's never met. And she was able to tell me things that there's no way that she would know. So I was like, at this point, whoa. And then it just kind of dawned on me. Uh, what didn't dawn on me i heard them say to me this is the answers to your to your yeah. financial situation mm-hmm. this will be samantha's job
1: yeah
2: um it will take time to build but this will be her job and i, I said that to you i was like there's your answer right there yeah uh she was kind of getting out of the Lou clothing company they she thought. did for a short period kind of doing a transitional trying to find you know yeah. income in yeah. between so i was so enthralled with this Maureen i was like i want to meet her Tell Mm -hmm. her I want to meet her. And maybe she could do a reading for me. You know, tell me. And so we met. And we walk in, and lo and behold, I'm like, I know this lady. So weird. I see her at my job yeah, at least once a week with her daughter. They'd come through my line, and I would say hi and talk to them and blah, blah, blah. I, I knew she had this aura about her. I could feel it. I just never spoke to her about what it what do you do you know yeah. kind of thing it never got that deep um so it was so incredibly kind of comforting to walk in and go wow I, I know this person
1: yeah
3: crazy
2: and that was another funny twist about
1: it um very strange yeah yeah and then as far as
2: um i think i went through a bit of depression and shock when i lost my job yeah um there, it was a workman's comp situation and I did eventually get a settlement, but that wasn't for a couple years later Yeah, that that happened. And, um, so there was a bit of panic and what am I going to do? And I was kind of doing the feeling sorry for myself, pity party a sure. l- little bit. That was too. And <clears throat> I had always done art and music in my life, actually art first. And then I was a listener of music and learned how to play music. And that sort of became, it kind of took priority for a long time over art. The music did. And I had a painting of Jimi Hendrix I did in high school that I had entered into like competitions at Ventura College. And I got some awards. Even for high school, I got an award for it. And Samantha and I were sitting there one night, and I was kind of in my little pity party. And she's like, what are you why Why are you so confused about what it is you're supposed to do? And I'm like, what do you mean? I think I just wanted music.
1: Yeah, you and, just want it. Yeah, And just
2: wanted she music. was like, well, you got a Jimi Hendrix painting in there. You've talked about wanting to do more of those. And the day that I got the award at Ventura College, um, a friend of mine, Tim was with me, uh, Tim and Bill and Robbie, who's passed. Um, I said to them, after we were leaving, when I got the award, I said, one day I'm going to do like a whole collection of these, mm-hmm. of just different artists. Well, that was 1990. And I didn't paint another one until 2018 or 17.
1: No, I think it was after The the Awakening started.
2: 2017, I think. 2018
1: would be after The Awakening. Oh, be 18 Yeah. Okay.
2: Yes, you're right. It is 2018. So, yeah, I walked away from it for a long time and really focused on music, but... The second one I ended up doing was John Lennon, and I've just kept going. Mm-hmm. And I have about 30 pieces um, now that are on... Most of them are about 16 by 20. I mean, excuse me, 20 by 30 uh, sizes. So they're, they're big. They're like a poster size. Yeah. And um, just tried to, you know, take your advice. I was like, what do I have to lose? Right.
1: Exactly. One of the things that I have had to really remind myself constantly of is that the universe wants us to be happy. We're supposed to be here doing what makes us happy, doing our passion. But we're taught from a young age that we are supposed to have a nine to five job, get a paycheck, work for the man, corporate America, all that stuff that goes with it. This the spiritual awakening and listening to what the universe told us to do has allowed us to not work for the man Mm -hmm. anymore and follow our passions because your art is so amazing to just not do it. Like I, yeah, it would be like me not doing readings. You know, right. you have this incredible gift and it's like, why not share it with the world? So the universe was really pushing for that. And that was definitely a part of the spiritual awakening was the universe saying, come on, Danny. You it's need just to do this.
2: interesting in this process of us figuring out what we're going to do, that we each had to shine the light on each other's situation. Yes. Uh, like you were feeling lost and like what am I gonna do? And then all of a sudden this happened with Maureen, yeah. And the floodgates opened, and I was like, "What? What do
1: you mean? What do you?" I remember do? when you said that. Well, this is the answer this right here. This is it here. right here, you And yeah.
3: <laughs> it was, and so it was the same
2: for me when I was in that moment. You're like, well, duh. Yeah. What you know? And so, when this started happening and realizing, okay, I should do this. Well, I took steps, made some pieces. Finally got a website, but at the same time, this band was starting to really grow, mm-hmm. and it was starting to get great. Um, and people were coming and going, which was making it kind of challenging at times. But it brought the right people in for the for what needed yeah. for what that band needed. It brought the right people in for the right time.
1: Well, and a very interesting part of this story is that one of the things that the universe was telling me to tell you and that was showing up in the tarot cards mm. was that you were supposed to do something different and learn a different kind of, um w- with music, as far as music. Skill. Yeah, a right. different skill when it came to the music. And so they were pushing you to buy recording equipment. Mm. And that was at a time when it was like, but the finances aren't, you know better yeah, yet know. and they were at, telling us to buy all this equipment and you did and you learned how to record and now you can record your own music mm-hmm. and and all of that so the universe really pushed that but at the time it didn't make sense no, at didn't. all and something that also started getting pushed on us about a year after the spiritual awakening started no before that, it was probably six months after the spiritual awakening started, was the podcast. Mm-hmm. My mom started telling me, you guys need to do a podcast. And the very first uh, sign that that was happening was that I was asked to do an interview on a podcast called Spooky-ish. Right. And I had never done a podcast before. I was—I didn't even really know what they were. <laughs> but then I did that interview. And shortly after that, I remember hearing, okay, well, that's what you guys need to do next. And like, mm, no, I don't... I, I was so shy and so didn't... Yeah. And I think and the you thought I was, I was crazy. I was new.
2: <laughs> the recording aspect, I was still new. Yeah. And kind of, you know, wet behind the ears mm-hmm. with it. Part of the reason I was thrust into it is one of the members of the group that left and was replaced was kind of the main guy that had the most knowledge right. about how to do it. Except he also had a lot of older equipment. So there was a lot of extra processes for him that were kind of, for me, unnecessary. Mm -hmm. So when he departed, I was like, what are we going to do now? And everybody's kind of looking around the room. Well, I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to do it. (laughs) Well, I guess it's only one way this is going to happen, or we just call it a day now, you know? Yep. Uh, And we didn't. So that then made me feel a lot more confident in trying to do a podcast. But yeah. you can even hear it in our podcast. Like, yes. the first four episodes are
3: awful. <laughs>
1: Especially the first one. It's like you can't hear anything in the first
2: No, one. I think we were sharing, like, a microphone at, at yeah. the beginning and stuff. But so it changed quickly, though. It did, yeah. thank God.
1: And it really was what we both needed to learn different things Uh, for you. I think it was helping you to learn about the recording, about the way that the equipment works. For me, it was really getting me out of my shyness. Yeah. Because can you imagine like if I would have been offered this radio show (laughs) without the podcast, which never would have happened because they, you know, work together. But I would have been like a radio show no, 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 no. <laughs> what are you talking about? Like I would call into radio stations and be like shaking, like ridiculously shaking, you know? So I had to go through this, you know, yeah. we both had to go through this. And and the podcast has become something that we both really love doing. And it has made it so that we have to put our lives out there. We have to be more, um, like we have, exactly, which is difficult Mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, because we all have the ups and the downs and we want to share both of it so that people know, you know, we're just human like anybody else. Mm -hmm. We're just, we're just here trying to, uh, expand our spiritual knowledge and grow our soul's growth, you know, that kind of thing Yeah, for sure. So Um, It's been a pretty crazy ride along this whole spiritual awakening, but it's been very rewarding and it has changed our lives completely because we've learned how to manifest what we want. Mm -hmm. We've learned to allow the universe to have more control in our lives, which isn't easy because sometimes you just you want to have that control and, you know, everything. I worry, but I don't think I worry as much. I definitely don't. And I, I'm calmer in general. Like, I don't let things bother me mm. the way that they used to because I see the bigger picture of things. Yeah. Um, going through the spiritual awakening was probably one of the most emotionally hard things that I think we've been through, probably. Oh, yeah. But most rewarding as well.
2: Yeah, I would find myself just in tears. Like, uh, like why? <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> you know? Yeah. And driving
2: it, to parks and just sitting there like, but getting signs, you know. Yes. Like right in front of my face, like I'm I I went to get away. Right.
1: You're following me <laughs> always because they want to talk yeah. to you and they want to tell you, you know, everything's going to be okay mm-hmm. and and all of that. So. So we are going to go ahead and take another break and when we come back we will continue talking with Danny and about your art and music and all that fun stuff. I have some fun questions for you here that i think our listeners will enjoy as well oh cool yay so uh go ahead and give your website again
2: Uh, sure Uh, djonesartcollection.com for the web at djonesartcollection for instagram facebook and tiktok
1: and you can find me at samanthajonespsychicmedium.com everything that you need to know there so we will be right back after this quick break everyone so stay tuned
4: Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Life can be confusing at times. There can be uncertainty, disappointment, and an inability to clearly see where you're headed. But it doesn't have to be this way at all if you understand how to take the next step in your life. Tune in to Living the Miracle with your hosts, Michael and Raphael Tamora. We'll help you define the deeper meaning that awaits you in your life, have certainty in yourself, and learn to be clairvoyant. Listen Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Empowerment. on Living Strong, The flip side of Adversity. Dr. Veerder Jackson presents stories and powerful guest experts from business, health, relationships, and faith. Every story has its flip side, and we are here to delve into the story and challenge you to view what has kept you in a singular mindset and turn it into the flip side. When you can effectively do that, you'll experience necessary growth. Tune in live every Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time and 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel.
0: It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Welcome back to Beyond the Bridge with Samantha Jones. Have a question for Samantha or her guests? Or would you like a reading? Join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888 888- 346 3469141 Now, back to the show with Samantha.
1: All right, welcome back everyone. So, thank you for being here today and thank you Danny for being my guest today. Thank it's you. it's very nice to have you here and to yes. be able to kind of tell our story a little bit more, mm-hmm. you know, cuz we've never really done that on the podcast. Like we've talked bits and pieces about how this all kind of came together, but not really yeah. so much in detail, but I want to talk a little bit about more about your career Mm -hmm. and about, um, you know, the kind of art that you do and and where you want to go with this. Like, what are you trying to manifest for your business and stuff?
2: Wow, that's a good question. (laughs) Um, Well, I'm my kind of influences a lot are many, but the prominent ones would be Andy Warhol. I've always loved his work because it's just so like, boom. There it is. Uh, and the contrast of color in his work is so just starkly opposite, you know, with these black kind of um, monolithic impressions against a very bright color. Um, so I loved that. Salvador Dali is another one that's huge um, on my list. Um, I His bizarre realism, and things that he did that just twist your mind you know like melting clocks and stairways that that f- invert and yeah. they do strange things and you know i just was floored by it so and then as photography is something else that i that i also do Ansel Adams was a big one for me i love black and white yeah. that's my really true favorite type of photography is black and white. Um, I love the shadows. To me, shadows is where the interesting stuff lurks. It's where you see the wrinkles and the the creases and the, the change in texture um, of something. So those are the main kind of players in my life. Uh, I had an uncle that was a very good at art, my mom's brother, and so I did get a lot of influence from him, more fantasy, spacey kind of things. Um, And so I've somehow incorporated him into my work too. Um, I think it's kind of a conglomeration of all those things. Uh, But I do tend to use monolithic type of images. um, And then I choose the background depending on, is there a message about this particular image Mm -hmm. um, or something about their life or the time on the period that they were popular during right and i just try to incorporate that with a lot of color i use uh, a mixed media so i use airbrush watercolor acrylic paint chalk um, pencil pen you name it prismacolor
1: and what are who are some of the uh, musicians that you've painted
2: Um, Most recently I've done uh, Bruce Springsteen, Jerry Garcia, Frank Zappa, Eddie Van Halen, George Harrison, Jimi Hendrix, John Lennon, Amy Winehouse, Janis Joplin, Aretha Franklin, Wendy O. Williams, Allman Brothers, Jim Morrison, I could be forgetting some.
1: (laughs) I'm sure you are, but yeah. Lemmy
2: Kilmeister, Prince.
1: (laughs) What's uh, your favorite one? that you've done what do you think your favorite one is i would
2: probably say probably say the jerry garcia or the frank zappa yeah those th- are both really i think cool. they're evolving as i'm doing these um uh this i'm working on one for you right now britney spears Yay. that i promise i'll have done before i die <laughs> uh it's really close but so much has been going on at home and everything it's it's just so hard to do anything lately.
3: Yeah, that's true.
2: Um and the weather, the sunlight is just awful right now. I can't see anything. Yeah. But um yeah, I'd say those two are probably my two tops. But it's kind of like a asking a parent who their favorite sure. kid is because I have memories of doing each one and yeah. you know I kind of immerse myself when I'm doing them. I'll listen to most of their um their repertoire of music while I'm working on them and to kind of delve into that, you know, like who they are and what they what they're about. Yeah. And their music helps me get there, you know.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: So when you look at the Frank Zappa one, it's pretty bizarre. It's it's much more like Salvador Dali's type of work. Yeah. However, it has that Warhol kind of feel, but the that bizarre realism Comes into play because let's face it, Frank Zappa's music could be very
1: bizarre. Yeah. So, yeah, and they're cool. The paintings are all cool because there's so much stuff that's hidden in them Mm -hmm. that it's kind of like a a search for, you know, the different things. I do do
2: a lot of like, where's Waldo?
1: Yep, totally. Um,
2: Whether it's song titles or where they were from or certain things, you know?
1: Yeah, random things.
2: I like, I think I used um, on the Freddie Mercury one I did. Part of the background is the yellow diamond, yellow and white diamond pattern that he used to wear as leggings. Mm-hmm. So I just use it as like a backdrop.
1: Yeah, I don't. And most of these things, people that aren't fans probably wouldn't even know. Yes. You know, and that's what really makes it cool because it draws the fans in so much. I love that. Um, what do you think that the hardest part of opening up this like career for yourself and this passion through the spiritual awakening and all this what do you think the hardest part of that has been for you
2: I think it's just the the faith it's just yeah. it's taking that leap and going i don't have to go back yeah i don't i think i remember um my last court date uh, cuz my divorce with custody and all that was kind of ugly for a long time and i remember not the last one the last one is when you know i got custody but time before that, I got slapped around by the judge. And I remember walking outside to my dad and him just giving me a hug and going, if you're going to get mad, take it out on me. Yeah. And I said, I'm not ever going back to that life. And I had no clue. Yeah. What I was going to do. Yeah. But something made me speak that out loud. I'm never going back to that life. I'm never. I've done it the way society's told me to do it for 40 years and it's not working I'm going to try a different way this time and I've done that yep and it's I mean we've both done that
1: yeah I've always been the type that I like to work for myself. I don't take direction well from others. So yeah. I started my pet sitting business when I was like 20 something years old yeah. and have always worked for myself. So I try and encourage people to do that, to find their passion, to do what makes them happy because you know when when you have that kind of job you come home and it's like, uh, I think you think about it until the next day yeah. you have to go back. And even on your weekends, it's yeah. like it's never really a weekend. If you don't really love your job, if you don't love what you're doing, then I don't think you ever really get that yeah. true satisfaction with your life. No. And we really are taught that we're supposed to work every day for many, many hours of the day. And we don't have to do that. Right. And and that I think is something that the universe, why we were told to do a podcast That's one of the things that they want us to show people is that you can do whatever you want. You can follow your dreams, follow your passion.
2: You really, um, you helped me in that area, influenced me um, with that. When we first started dating, I was rather impressed by the fact that you were like an entrepreneur and that you didn't have this need or worry, like, I got to work for the man and I was so used to that. I was brought up that way that you got, you need that guaranteed paycheck right. every week or every two weeks, whenever payroll comes out, right. you need that. You need that 401k and all, right. you know, and I'm not saying that that's not beneficial because the job that I had was very good for a long time. And I did get to do a lot of art and leave my mark there. Um, and I'm proud of that. Yeah. But it wasn't my art. I had to do their art. Right. Uh, the other aspect was having to deal with the public, and that's not always so much fun. But once I took this leap of faith and said, "Well, I don't have that job anymore now." Right. What am I going to do? What are my skills? My body's shot from 15 years of slugging. You know, I mean, lugging cans and heavy cases of you know water and wine and yeah, you name it. Pallets of stuff. My body was just shot. Yeah. So I knew trying to go find something in, in a physical realm was just going to be useless. Yeah. What do I know how to do? The only things I know how to do is play music, paint. And talk.
1: <laughs> That's all and, you, and you're doing all three of them because yeah. uh, if if you guys don't know this, Danny wrote the intro music to yes. the show.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So it, music is still very much a part of your life. Yes. And it always will be. Always, and yeah. I think personally, I feel like for you, you're not going to just have success with the art, but you'll have su- success with the music in, in a different kind of way than... Right. You know, I already have. I don't want to be is true.
2: And yeah. I've told you this early on. I don't want to be a multi-million dollar platinum selling artist that lives nine months out of the year on a tour bus or on airplanes. I don't want that life.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, I just wanted a forum and an opportunity to create. And especially in the digital age now, once something's up there, it's up there forever right. until the earth blows up and it all goes away. It's there forever. And I just wanted to leave my mark somewhere. Yeah. And I've had that opportunity with three pretty successful groups locally. I mean, uh, contradiction being the first um, to have for me to have some kind of success. And we did our own first record on our own label distributed and sold by us. And we used to tour the West coast, and we had the opportunities of playing with some some pretty good acts and some pretty nice venues. Um, Flush had similar success with that, uh, doing three EPs released on our own and doing small kind of tours. We had the opportunity to play with people like the Young Dubliners. Um, for you punk fans, Dr. No, Dead Kennedys, we opened up for them. And then Gypsy Brown um we were in the middle of making a record when things kind of just i think we decided it was time yeah it just wasn't gonna work yeah. and the the personnel change was happening and the replacement part of it was harder than anticipated yeah. this time around and it was 10 years with that band but we did about seven or eight songs which on our podcast we We've shared, I think, at least five or six of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and that was great. I got to learn, not just... I got to play a different kind of music I hadn't been playing, but that I grew up on mm-hmm. more. That kind of classic rock as opposed to harder rock. Um, and I learned a lot about recording. Yeah. So, it, yes. I've already... And I've... In the midst of doing the music, I've also been heavily involved... And all the artwork that that comes along with these groups on their their albums or their T-shirts, that's usually me.
1: Right, yes.
2: So I've lived that dream of wanting that since I was a little kid, uh, setting up drum boxes and tins in my room, trying to make up little DIY drum kits and all my posters Mm -hmm. and sort of imagining, fantasizing me being in this rock band and to being, you know, 25 and 30 years old actually living that and making it, making the records and designing the covers and the t-shirts and going out and supporting them and playing live. And yeah, so I don't need to be the famous guy. I don't want that. Right. Never did. I just want to be able to be creative.
1: I really like that you said that because I think that we run away with the idea of success and what is success Success is whatever you define it as.
2: Satisfaction.
1: That's exactly right. Yeah. It's not about how much money you make. It's about the satisfaction and about how you feel right. about it. Do you feel like you were successful? Right. Then you were. Yeah. It's not money-based.
2: Like you said, I'm always going to be musical. So right. am I satisfied for the rest of my life? No. Right. I'll do other things, yep. just like your song for your show. Yes. And right. I hope to do more of that for other people or just write other songs you know
1: yes so we have just a couple of minutes before we have to close the show so I have a question here that I like to ask when I do these kinds of interviews and oh, yeah. that is if you could go back to when you were 18 years old and tell your your 18 year old self just one thing what would it be uh, what piece of advice
2: don't believe everything you hear
1: <laughs> that's true that's very true or read yeah or read because yeah, yeah, it's not absolutely
2: find your own truth don't believe what's coming out of everybody's mouth yeah always
1: i think that's a big part of a spiritual awakening Mm -hmm. absolutely is is finding out what the truth is what your truth is what you're put here for because we're all put here for a different reason Mm -hmm. i'm not here to be an artist and you're not here to be a psychic but we're both helping the world we're both putting our our gifts out there that the universe has mm-hmm. given to us. And that's why we have the podcast. And that's why I have this show mm-hmm. is so that we can show people and help people to understand that the universe is absolutely magical and that it wants us to have the life that we're supposed to have. And we are two examples of trying to show that that's possible I agree. coming from a place of, you know, going through a divorce and going through all of these problems that we went through and. And financial hardships and then coming to where we are now. And it's not that life is, you know, always perfect or anything like that, but the universe is using us as an example to show people that they can have a better way of life.
2: I I totally agree with that. I think, you know, I found that when I met you or reconnected with you and started dating you, we had a much deeper intellectual connection than I had had with anybody that I'd ever been with. Agree. And I need that as a just my own type of soul that I am. Yep. I'm very inquisitive about the world and not necessarily the world that you can see. Right. More the world we can't see. Yeah. And I think we just realized, wow, if the two of us can, there's got to be other people yeah. that must think some of these things and wonder and ponder. Yeah. If the two of us can do it, That's where I thought this might not be a bad idea to go out there and start expressing some of these ideas and feelings that we carry around inside.
1: Totally agree. Well, that's all the time we have. But well, I love the interview. Thank you so much for doing it and coming you. on. And Thanks, yeah, babe. So you can find Danny at D. Jones Art Collection. His entire art collection is there for you to purchase and, and look at and everything. So have a look. And as for me, you can find me at samanthajonespsychicmedium.com. So thank you, everybody, for joining us today. Wonderful thank time you. with you. Yes, absolutely. And happy anniversary again. Happy anniversary. Yeah. I love you. I love you, too. So thank you, everyone, for listening, and I will see you here next week, same time, same place. Have a wonderful week, everyone. Peace and love.
0: Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Beyond the Bridge. We hope you will join Samantha and next week's guest for more eye-opening ways to connect to the universe. Until next week, peace and love.